have a beautiful and glad you are joining me on another episode of Something More. Let's get into your authentic self. We are going to jump right into it. I'm going to start off by saying the small things are forgotten. There are no little things. Little things are the hinges of the universe, says Miss Fanny Fern. A lovely concept in the excavation process is searching for small things forgotten, folks, as archaeologist Jane Beats calls it. Because so much of our life is spent in a variety of commonplace activities, the search for small things forgotten is central to the work of historical archaeologists. Chipstone hand axes made hundreds of thousands of years ago and porcelain teacups from the 18th century carry messages from their makers and users. It is the archaeologist's task to decode these messages and apply them to our understanding of the human experience. This is what Deep says. Which is precisely what we'll be doing, decoding the messages of all things that have made you happy in the past and that you've forgotten. You're going to rediscover the books, films, clothes, furnishings, pets, playthings, vacations, Hollywoods, foods, comforts, comic strips, fantasies, music, and magazines that first spoke to you as a young girl. The things that we recalled still have a special meaning for you, or even you as a young boy who's listening. Your passions communicate with you through emotional touch zones, those eccentricities that give expression to your essence and trigger what Emily Dixon called quote-unquote the ecstatic experience, what excites us or moves us to tears. What makes the blood rush to our heads, our hearts skip a beat, our knees shaky, and our souls high. Our authenticity is found hidden in the small details of our daily realm. Home, family, work, pleasures. We think that it's the big moments that define our lives. The wedding, the baby, the new house, the dream job. But really, these big things... And these moments of happiness are just the punctuation marks of our personal sagas. The narrative is written every day in the small, the simple, and the common. And again, folks, if you all have tuned in to my series on God is in the small stuff, you will learn a little bit more about what I talk about more extensively more on God is in the small stuff. So in your tiny choices and these tiny changes, in the unconsidered, the overlooked, the discarded, the reclaimed. I'm going to leave you all right there for a quick second. We're going to take a quick, quick, deep, brief, brief break. Just hold steady real quick and we'll be right back. I promise this content is just getting just better. When I think about my father, the first image that comes to my mind is holding his hand as he drove me to the train station six weeks before he died. I had never noticed how beautiful his hands were until I saw them. For the first and last time entwined in mine, as often as not our whole self, engages itself in the most trivial of things. The shape of a particular hill, a road in the town in which we live as children, the moment of winding grass, the English writer Storm Jameson wrote in that was yesterday back in 1932. These things we shall take with us when we die will nearly be all small things. What small things are you taking with you from the life you're leading right now? 
Select one today with care and savor it. Folks, we're going to jump right into authentic dig. Direct your eye right inward and you'll find a thousand regions in your mind yet undiscovered. Travel them and be expert in home cosmography or cosmography. Mr. Henry David Bow said that. An excavation site needs to be selected, marked out, and meticulously prepared before the dig begins, as we know. That's the job of the expedition director. As I write, archaeological teams are being recruited to search for Etruscan treasures, unearthed lost cities in the Silk Road to China, and reconstruct the mystical Mayan ruins of Tikal and Karakol. I know this because I have a stack of their very exotic, very alluring invitations to throw my lot in with them for two unforgettable weeks. The temptation is great, but my daughter's softball practice ends in about 45 minutes, and then I have to make dinner. You might have similar conflicts of interest, in other words, everybody else's needs. What is needed then is an accessible archaeological adventure for a woman who do not much, who do too much and live too little. A perfectly plausible but unpredictable local full of mystery, intrigue, fascination, and romance. Now, let me stop right there, folks. I know a lot of this is coming at like women, women, women. That's because we have a lot of on our plate, men. If you're listening to this, we get a lot of on our plate. You know, we're mothers and everything. We have a lot on our plate. But this advice is good for men as well. So please take that into consideration. One that will captivate us and hold our attention for as long as the excavation process requires, which could take several seasons. As archaeological forays were known to those pith-helmeted darlings in khaki ankle skirts, pearls, and long white chiffon scars who dug in the sands of Arabia during the 1920s and 1930s. So if you didn't know that, now you know. Besides the fact that your soul is one of the last unlooted sources of the miraculous, with discoveries as spectacular as any ever found in the Delta of Venus or Egypt's Valley of the Kings, you can embark on a soul trip and be back before even one even notices you're missing. They might be curious about that gleam in your eye and the flush on your cheeks, but I'll never tell you if you won't. Are you gay? We're heading to the sacred site of your soul. So listen up. We're going to move right into the chain of chance. How can you say luck and chance are the same thing, I ask? Chance is the first step you take. Luck is what comes afterwards, says Miss Amy Tan. What a pleasant surprise to find you here and alone. Where'd you leave them, I ask. Outside the bathroom door, I ask. Good. A perfect ruse. Well, here we are. Take a look around. You look surprised you didn't think your soul would look like this. What were you expecting, I asked. One of the mysteries of archaeology is the role that chance plays in the discoveries of the past. Just as so many of us are unaware of our own worth, so has the past hidden for treasures beneath the mundane. 
visible only for those with eyes to see. It was chance that led the Queen of Naples to relax from Pompeii under a backyard garden. A bedowned youth found the Dead Sea Scrolls while looking for a lost goat. A find in the Athens flea market leads to the discovery of the ancient palace of Minos that had long been thought to exist only in Greece's mythical past. So I leave you with that for food for thought, folks. I'm going to give you all a quick break real quick. I'm going to be back at a quick gift. Don't go anywhere. Don't lose your patience. This is only the best to that. Now listen up, of course the chain of chance can only lead us to our destiny. It is entirely up to us to choose to transform chance into luck through courage, risk, leaps in the dark, and what the hell moments. (laughs) The boy who found the Dead Sea scrolls in the clay, jars buried in a cave, didn't realize their value. The cobbler in Bethlehem to whom the bedowned sold the scrolls only brought them because he thought they might make sturdy soles for shoes. But something stopped him before tearing them apart. Curiosity made him scratch beneath their leathery surface. Although the writing he discovered on the scrolls was meaningless to him, he was a religious man and followed spirits prompting to take them to Syrian confessor. One can imagine the priest's astonishment at the thought that someone could have been wearing the lost Old Testament book of Isaiah on his feet. Thus strangely, our souls constructed, wrote Mary Shelley, and by such slight ligaments, are we bound to prosperity or ruin? So how can you say luck and chance are the same thing? Chance is just the first step step you take luck is what comes afterwards remember that folks remember that remember that I'm going to say to you all today before I end with our final chapter Most new discoveries are suddenly seeing things that were always there. Miss Susan K. Langer said that. Suddenly seeing things. According to the Arcology Handbook by Bill McMillan, once the boundaries of an excavation site has been established, other preparatory steps must be taken before the dig can begin. A A site map must be drawn Delighting the scope of the dig, the site of topography or surface appearances must be charted so that there is a reference point of what the area looked like before it was dismantled. A screening area must be established where the artifacts can be brought for examination. Archaeologists search for two types of evidence, physical and documentary. For example, if a ring were found, It would be physical evidence if the diary were discovered that offer information about who owned the ring. The diary would be known as documentary evidence. We'll adapt to these procedures and references for your authentic dig. Your site map will lay out the different time periods you'll be retracing. Your site's topography will be a description and visual depiction of who you are today 
Your screening area could be an accordion folder with several compartments to hold your documentary evidence. And a standard paper file box can be the repository of your physical evidence until after the dig is completed. But for now, it is time to begin the search. The pages are still blank, the Russian writer Valdemar Nabokov tells us. But there is a miracle, miraculous, there is a miraculous, I apologize. There is a miraculous feeling of the words being there, written in invisible ink and clamoring to become visible. I say again, as the writer Vladimir Nabokov tells us, but there is a miraculous feeling of the words being there, written in invisible ink and clamoring to becoming visible. This is the end to romancing yourself, romancing yourself, folks. This is what this chapter was all about, romancing yourself, even though we're digging deeper into it. This is romancing yourself. Now, when we go into on episode four, we're going to talk about starting over. And I'm going to give you all a sneak peek into starting over. We are always afraid to start something that we want to make very good, true, and serious. Miss Brenda Ewan said that. Brenda Dillon said that. And an adventurer is a transgression you don't regret. An adventurer is a transgression that you don't forget. Miss Kate Wheeler said that. The search for something more is a sacred adventure. We're going to get into this tomorrow, folks. So tune in to episode four about something more. Because we're excavating your authentic self, ladies and gentlemen. We're excavating your authentic self. Remember, I am I am only the narrator of beautiful Miss Sarah Refinac, the author of Miss Simple Abundance. I am blessed to have met her in my life. Through her readings, I'm blessed to please and I'm blessed to be able to share this reading with you all. Again, I am honored and pleased that you all take the time to listen to me today. You took 15 minutes, 14 to 15 minutes out of your day to listen to me. You didn't have to, you didn't have to think what you did. I appreciate you. I see you. Thank you all for following me on Facebook and all other forums. Thank you all so much for liking my Awaken and Awaken page. Shows me that you all are interested in my content. All it does is give me a little bit more energy to push more content out to you all. Because not only do I read to myself, but I just like to share information that can only bring the utmost value to everyone listening. Again, just to throw it out there, just to mention to you all, if you all were concerned or you were curious about how you could donate to my channel, if you like the content that I push out. You are able to donate to my channel through anchor.fm, through many of my links that I post on Facebook, or however you were able to find me here through other web links. And you can donate little as to a dollar per month, five dollars a month, ten dollars a month, if you enjoy the content that I'm pushing out. And disclaimer, if you can't, I understand the situation, the pandemic, I understand everything that's going on. I am just pleased and honored to know that you choose to listen to me. That is free. Listen to me every day. All day. 
listen to every one of my episodes. It's free. So, I leave you all with that. And I hope all is well. May peace be with you all. You have a beautiful language of Arabic. Ashamanik.